Welcome back to Growing Up in the Wilds of Suburbia. I'm your host, Chad Everett Brochiers. And today's episode is on devaluing your life. Again, as most of you that have watched my videos know that I work in uh, some human services. Um, I work in developmental services. Uh, and I hear a lot of different conversations every day. Uh, people's inner dialogue, what they're talking about. You know, like as we go through the way that I work with people, uh, we go through a lot to find out where somebody is in their own mind. So it's how to help get them to their, their greater goal. Often I hear people say things like, um, no, I can't complain. If I did, who would care to hear it anyway? And I know I've mentioned this in previous videos, but there's something much deeper than the solution conversation. It's something else that it we have a habit of devaluing our day, devaluing specific experiences in life. Uh, take uh, relationships as an example. You may be in a relationship that doesn't necessarily bring the satisfaction for the big picture. Like, you know, most people want the dream relationship, but they don't really have the depth of understanding about what the dream relationship really is. They just have this like archetype that they're working off of. And then they devalue the experiences up until they finally find that person. And they're on this forever treasure hunt. Oh, we do this in our days all the time. Oh, it's not uncommon. So for those that are tuning in, uh, probably doing my you know, makeup tutorial here in a bit. It's actually makeup in its own way, but it is uh, making up your life, make something out of it. So devaluing your life, yeah, you do it real easy. How was your day? Oh, it wasn't too, it wasn't that great. <laughs> what was not great about it? Oh, and how do you live into something beneficial from having a not so great day? And that's, the value of life is an interesting conversation. If you ever get a chance to to interview people or to talk to people that you know are at the ladder of their life, possibly even on their deathbed, and ask them what they feel is you know the most valuable things in their life, and it's not uncommon to find out that the things that they value also required work to value it. And I'm not just saying work like lace up your boots and go to it but to have the wherewithal to go through the emotional crisis, to go through the challenges that, you know, maybe works asked you to work extra overtime, but you're, you're taking on the overtime simply so that you could afford to do something else. It's the sense of work that comes with that. It's a really interesting study. And there are studies out there that talk to people that do interview people, you know, at the ladder of their life uh, to find out where they're really at, to find out what they value, you know, because for, uh, most of the people that are interviewed in these uh, surveys or these particular uh, projects or um, uh, research projects commonly say that they wish that they worked a little less and lived a little more. You know, and they'll tell you about the little minute moments, you know, the moments like the first time they kissed the person they fell in love with or, you know, when they met that person or whenever they, you know, went skydiving or mountain climbing Oh, all of these different things that people do like that create the value in life, but it comes with the work. It, it comes with hardship. It's not always going to be 
the the happy stuff, the good stuff, the you know the hooked on happy. If life isn't great, then therefore it doesn't have value, or or I'm not going to share my life and my conversation even in this brief moment because I didn't have a day worth sharing. Well, you did have a day worth sharing. It's just it may not have met your focal point for what you consider worthwhile. Now, that there is a there's a beautiful seed of life in that, or you could even call it you know, the adjutant in the oyster that creates the pearl, the little granular of sand gets in, agitates the, the oyster. And over time, it builds this protective layer to try to reduce the agitation around that sand grain, and it creates a pearl. Well, that's also the, the tough times in your own life. Now, I also like to tell people uh, when they're dealing with things, there's a few things. Stress, the challenges that you're facing when you're on your, your process to get to your goals or you're trying to find the, uh, the desirable process to get to your goals, stress is tuition. Effort is part of that tuition. It's paying the university of life for what you want to experience. Some of the things you want to experience in life, other people can't guide you to it. You've, it's because it's unique to you. It's something that you specifically want. You have your own motives, your own desires, your own reasons for that. Oh, also what I'd like to tell people about, you know, stress in life, not only is that tuition for the future you want to create, but there's also the, the idea, like, let's say for a moment that a diamond has sentience, like a diamond has the ability to think. Oh, if you were to ask a diamond, what was it like going through the challenges that it took to create you? It would almost certainly tell you that it was extremely undesirable. As if you consider the the effort and the the natural influence that's necessary to create a diamond, like you have to have pressure, you have to have time. They create a heat factor, oh, that start to change coal into a diamond. Oh, there's there's a process to it. Now, if a diamond had its choice in the process, we wouldn't know what the hell it is. It would be extremely rare not this idea of what we consider rare now. It would be one of the most rare elements, or, or uh, I think it's elemental, no, uh, it's not an element. Uh, one of the, the rarest of the precious jewels and or gems that we pursue. Oh, you're in your process. As long as you have clarity about what your goals are, at least clarity that you have a goal, then the process getting there isn't always comfortable. But don't devalue your day because it was un, uh, undesirable. You know, don't devalue the relationships you're involved in. If the relationship doesn't resemble exactly what you want, be present in the relationship. Take what you can. Experience what you can. You know, try to avoid the relationship character assassinations. You do that to somebody else, what do you expect them to do back to you? you know, also, when you're venting to other people, it could also be one of those things where other people are like, God, you can be pretty vicious. So. You know, or stop being a victim, however you portray yourself. You know, other people receive you in ways that you don't always intend. Don't dismiss those struggles. Uh, the struggles. You know, don't be hooked on happy. That's my advice. <laughs> hooked on happy is a dangerous place to be because it's the idea that life is only valuable whenever you're happy. Ugh. Uh, you'll have flickers of moments. So if you're on your deathbed being interviewed, you'd probably be like, I've had four or five good minutes of my life. <laughs> Because a lot of those moments where we seem to sense happiness are typically shorter. They're not long-lived most of the time. Uh, 
They're just, they're fleeting moments. Value of life is with it, all of it, the entirety of it. If you need to cry, cry. If you need to scream, scream. You know, just do what you can to be responsible. And the way you gauge responsibility is the people that you're involved, like the people that are around you. How much harm might you bring to them by your behavior? And that's where you can gauge what responsibility is. You know, considering somebody else's experience of you. If you need to do like just let it all out and you don't want to be concerned with people around you, find a place that reduces the likelihood it gives a negative impact on your relationships with the people that are currently around you. Now, sometimes it's just letting them know I'm, I'm going to go in my room and I'm going to scream at the top of my lungs. I really, I don't do that myself. Um, I haven't done that in I think eight years. No, but it's, it doesn't mean that it's wrong to do it. You know, you have different ways of decompressing, you know, suppressing is probably one of the most dangerous things. Suppressing short-term, suppressing long-term can create a lot of different challenges in life and make you feel like you have less control. Now, all right, I'm not going on any longer about this. Uh, unless there's any questions that pop up. Currently, I don't see any. So uh, with that, I do appreciate everybody who's tuned in. Now, uh, please comment in the comment section. Share this video with a person in your life. You know that this can help out. Uh, also, for God's sake, Quit devaluing your life. If you find yourself wishing the day was over, try not to devalue it. You know, create value in that place. That can give you some sort of insight that might actually change the future of that particular experience. You may not experience it again. Or perhaps next time you do, you'll look at it differently and have potentially less emotional drain and upset. So, All right, that's it. Uh, again, share this video with the person in your life. You know that this can help out. Uh, have some dialogue around it. Oh, and uh, don't forget, go to my YouTube channel at Growing Up in the Wilds of Suburbia. Subscribe, click the bell notification. I'll let you know whenever these videos go live if you miss it. Um, also, have a bit of a, a library in there at this point. And um, also, uh, like it. Leave a comment there. All right. Until next time, this is Chad Everett Brochiers. I am the host of Growing Up in the Wilds of Suburbia. Thanks for tuning in. Enjoy the rest of your day. Enjoy.